Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Catholicity and what it is not, as read by the author, Jason Cherry. Over the past 18 months, you've watched the embers of latent disaffection fanned into flames of revolt. The revolutionaries triangulated their notions of equity, tolerance, and diversity into a particular interpretation of the world, one rejecting the nature of things. A thin consensus about love, race, and sex animates local mobs and well-tailored media. But what is lacking cannot be counted so the consensus penetrates only as deep as the outer surface of life. After observing the flummeries of the revolutionaries over the previous years, one gets the sense that the actual thing, the real thing, is purposefully kept in the background. That's why it's not only needful, but refreshing, to be in the company of Christians with whom you can speak words that correspond to the actual thing, the real thing. There exists the need for a renewed and deeper Christian unity among the saints of God. The need is as old as the church itself, and it is especially pronounced now. It is precisely for this reason, plus many more, that Catholicity is one of the distinctives of Trinity Reformed Church. Now, we should say that Catholicity has nothing to do with the Roman Catholic Church. The word Catholic comes from a Greek word that means universal. The word Catholic simply refers to the whole body of Christ. Catholicity refers to unity. In practice, it means that we want to bring Christians together rather than separate them. We will not divide over socioeconomic status. White collar and blue collar are welcomed. We will not divide over dietary restrictions. Organic only and meat and potatoes are welcomed. We will not divide over competing definitions of Reformed. Some label themselves truly Reformed, others as Reformed Baptist, and so on. All are welcomed, even if you don't identify as Reformed at all. We will not divide over COVID. You don't have to agree to one predetermined opinion about masks or COVID. All are welcomed here. We will not divide over the credo versus pedo baptism question. Even though confessionally we are pedo-baptist, For those who wish to delay the baptism of their children until there is a confession of faith, the session will defer to the head of each household. Some Christians hear this vision with skepticism. To them, it sounds like another spineless church without a distinct flavor. It sounds generic rather than convictional, tepid rather than courageous, wimpy rather than strong. Indeed, there are different visions of ecumenism. One calls for lowering all peaks to ground level, lest anyone think Christianity has hills to die on. Another wishes to keep the hills, thinking clear confessionalism and Catholicity make for a better vista. The first tends towards a short, bullet-pointed list of beliefs inclusively worded. The second embraces the historic confessions of the Church. At TRC, we are decidedly the latter which means we don't feign unity with just anyone who wears a Jesus t-shirt. We define ourselves as Reformed Catholic, which means we uphold the distinctions of of the Reformation while seeking unity with all Christians who fall within the parameters of the ancient ecumenical creeds. 
in other words, who fall within the parameters of orthodoxy. G.K. Chesterton was right when he called it an error to suppose that absence of definite convictions gives the mind freedom and agility. The only way to respect another's convictions is to have some of your own. As J. Gresham Machen said of Harry Emerson Fosdick's relativism, quote, Since he does not believe in the objective truth of his own teaching, we might be pardoned if we fail to be interested in it. End quote. Robust Catholicity rejects indifferentism in practice and theory. Within the circle of orthodoxy, Catholicity requires deep exploration of the differing beliefs. There is freedom when you learn to acknowledge the strengths of other positions without fear of a shouting match. So, let's consider what Catholicity is not. Consider three things. First, Catholicity is not relativism. At TRC, we use a book of confessions to state what we believe the scriptures to teach. This includes the Apostles' Creed, the Athanasian Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Definition of Chalcedon, the 39 Articles, the Three Forms of Unity, which includes the Belgic Confession, the Heidelberg Catechism, and the Canons of Dort, and the Westminster Standards, which includes the Confession of Faith and the Shorter and Larger Catechisms. The Westminster Confession of Faith is our primary confessional document. That means it is the tiebreaker and the standard for doctrinally examining elders. We are also Presbyterian in our church government. That means, among other things, that we function with the plurality of elders. We seek both the peace and purity of the church without compromise. We deny that Catholicity requires us to sacrifice our convictions that are rooted in Scripture and the historic Christian tradition. Second, Catholicity's standard is not the least common denominator. In 1961, Martin Lloyd-Jones lamented the problem that, quote, everything is being brought down to the same level. Everything is being cheapened. The common man has made the standard and the authority. He decides everything, and everything has got to be brought down to him. You are getting it on your wireless, your television, in your newspapers. Everywhere, standards are coming down and down. Are we to do this with the Word of God? I say, no. What has always happened in the past has been this. An ignorant, illiterate people in this country and in foreign countries coming into salvation have been educated up to the book and have begun to understand it and to glory in it and to praise God for it. I am here to say that we need to do the same at this present time. Quote. With the advent of the internet, then the smartphone, then social media, the problem of everything being brought down to the same level has worsened. Catholicity is not about appealing to the hollowed-out version of evangelicalism that dominates the landscape. It does not appeal to the gradual turn that's occurred, where, where people, even church members, take pride in their ignorance rather than their knowledge. God opposes the proud either way. See 1 Peter 5.5. 5. We shouldn't be afraid to know what we believe and talk to others about it. To be educated up to the things of God is not a call for stuffy Christian academics who cough in ink. Rather, it is to confess that the tastes and preferences of the natural man need to be put to death, the inner self needs to be renewed day by day, and Christians ought to grow up in every way into Jesus Christ to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, requires confessing the ecumenical creeds together and admitting these are hills worth dying on. It also requires acknowledging that not every point of doctrine is an equally tall hill. Third, 
the church's Catholicity is not like the world's. In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 31, the Apostle Paul brings the principles of unity and diversity together by using the human body as a metaphor for the church. The unity and diversity of the church are entirely different from the world's idealistic pursuit of unity and diversity. Some may object that it doesn't seem all that different. Look at UNICEF, they may say. It unites people from different countries to provide aid to starving children. Look at the European Union. It strategically unifies all the diverse European countries economically as a way to discourage war. Look at our public schools. They're strategically rezoned to unite different socioeconomic groups for education. Look at sports and all the diverse fans who unite to cheer on their teams. They may not be Christian organizations, but look how they set their differences aside for the greater good. They are seeking unity and diversity just like the church seeks unity and diversity. Well, there are at least two key differences between the church's Catholicity and the world's. First, in the sphere that matters supremely, in the sphere that matters supremely, UNICEF, the EU, and sports teams have no unity or diversity. These groups have a naturalistic, moral understanding that organizes social, social cooperation strictly for human benefit. They do not operate with reference to their creator. They don't serve for the glory of God. Their unity and diversity are flattened to a purely human level. It is meaningless. The second difference between the church's unity and diversity in the world's is that the church's unity and diversity are based entirely upon the unity and diversity of God. God designed the church to be one body with many members because God himself is one God existing in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each person of the Godhead has a different role. For example, in redemption, God the Father planned salvation, God the Son accomplished salvation, and God the Spirit applies salvation. When the church functions as the body of Christ, they are reflecting the loving triune God who forgives and saves. But when the church inappropriately divides itself, they are living in a way that runs counter to the unity of the triune God. In conclusion, as the world is increasingly aligned against the church, it is our conviction that we are stronger together. If the church is chopped and sold for parts by an ochlocracy trying to redefine the world, then we too will be redefined. There is what is seen, and there is the reality behind it. The current cultural revolution is remaking cultural commonplaces so that the nature of existence appears different than God intended. In the end, it's a project that will fail. Reality eventually trumps appearances. Many in the church talk about unity, but few do anything about it. Once the church unites around Christ, the real thing will return to the foreground. Words that correspond to reality will once again be privileged, and the chuffy mob will become nothing more than an ambient cultural anomaly. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Oh.